103.9 FM, WOZO Radio, Knoxville. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. The swirl of smoke from candles burning While Mary looked up yearning I got confirmed and I confessed I really felt that I was blessed Plus I love my uniform So did the boy who lived next door But something changed When I became of age Things I thought were true Someday I'd break the big taboo Letting go of God Hello and welcome to Digital Free Thought Radio Hour and WOZO Radio 103.9 LP FM Live right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is May 4th. 2019, and if you're not listening to that, then you're listening to a, a rebroadcast or a podcast of the show. Uh, I am Daughter Five, and as usual, we have Wombat on the phone. Hello, Wombat. It's the Wombat. I am ready to go today. Let's go. Uh, subdued as usual. Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a call-in talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we also talk about religion, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you get the feeling that you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, well, you're just not. There are several atheist, free-thinking, and rationalist groups that exist right here in Knoxville, and I'll be telling you how you can connect with them right here at the mid-show break. Also, did you know that there's an atheist call-in television show broadcasting oh, here in Knoxville? Oh, we know about it. A whole world knows we about did? it. It was insane. Yeah. It was really, really an amazing thing because I really didn't think they'd do much better after Infinity War because Infinity War was kind of cluttered, I'll be Infinity honest with you. Infinity War. But Endgame was amazing. They had, uh, so, oh. I mean, no spoilers. I won't spoil anyone who's interested, uh-huh. but I was just saying... If you if you had a chance to see this thing Larry's talking about, you need to go see it because it's really no. amazing. It's really well, I agree. Amazing. You totally need to go see it. I haven't seen it yet, but I definitely want to. But we're talking about an atheist call-in TV show, not a movie, and it's been broadcasting here in Knoxville for about nine years. And uh, we'll tell you about how you can watch that a little bit later on in the show. And in spite of what Steve Martin would have you think, there are an awful lot of atheist songs out there, and you'll be hearing some of them right here on this program and generally on this station as we are in, as they are in rotation. Today's topic is conversations. What? Uh, I love I, conversations. Yes, yeah, I bet you do. It's all part <laughs> of the street epistemology and, and uh, I don't know, public outreach for the atheist yeah. movement, as it were. Put in a good face on it. Uh-huh. I've been setting up uh, eight, excuse me, asking atheist tables in public places around Knoxville. Nice. Uh, Creech Park, which is downtown. Uh, Victor Ash Park, which is kind of west, a bit of Knoxville. And um, I also down in the Market Square Mall, 
I just started doing that yesterday because they had the tables torn down uh, all winter. And uh, it was just this month, like two days ago, that they put them back up again. Uh, but I started doing this back in March. Um, just this year? Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, I've actually I've actually done it all winter whenever it was a pretty day and warm enough to sit out. Oh, of course, I never yeah. Really, never really did stop. I can but tell I started re I can recording tell notes on uh, on my conversations just uh, at the end of March. Go ahead. When I was doing this for the first time, when I was going out and having conversations with people, my immediate goal was, okay, I just want to take a book with me and read outside and just enjoy a really nice day outdoors. Because, you know, I, I didn't know if anyone would be willing to talk with me, but I did know that I want to enjoy being away from my computer, being away from being outside and just being visible and just being, you know, outdoors. It's just a really nice experience sure. to be out. Just get out of the house. Yeah. But did you have any kind of sign or anything put up during that time? Yeah, I had a small sign when I very first started. It said, like, I think, let's chat five-minute interviews. But it was really, really small. You'd have to be really close to the table to see it. Then I got this giant, huge one that I made from Walmart out of, uh -huh. like, foam. And it was so ugly. Because yeah. <laughs> I was making it myself. And I decided, hey, if I can buy gold stars for myself for the first time ever, I'm going to buy all the gold stars. <laughs> and I did. And I yeah. made, like, the most gaudy, vibrant thing. But then I uh, uh, went up to uh, a, a website where I got a vinyl sign, and that's one I got right now. Uh, what kind of signage do you have? I know you have a lot of accessories and, and merchandise on your table. Yeah. What's, a, what's yeah. it Well, like? I, I had homemade signs. I had printed them on 8.5 by 11 uh, cardboard stock at the house and had those up during the winter. But with spring coming, I, I, I went all out. I went to Vistaprint. Yeah. And, uh, it's a good yeah. website. And yeah, I uh, have a lot of resources, and the prices are very reasonable. Oh, incredibly uh, so. I found a, a retractable sign that I can put on my, my table. Wow. And I yeah, had it printed up with the ASK logo for Atheist Society of Knoxville. Cool. And Ask an Atheist, and uh, the websites, uh, you know, knoxvilleatheist.org and, and my website, digitalfreethought.com. Nice. And you can read what's funny about it is you can set it on there and then and bring it up and lock it in the up position and then you can retract it to put it away. It it scrolls out and scrolls back in. I've seen those. I'm really um, impressed by them. It's a little windy where I'm at, but I I'm yeah. you know what I'm thinking of doing? I'm thinking of going back to vistaprint.com. I know we sound like an ad for Vistaprint, but they they do have uh, great does. prices. But I was thinking yeah. of getting some uh you know those when you're about to like drive to a convention or something like that, they'll put signs to direct you along the way as you're like driving towards it like yeah. or like yeah, the this little, house for sale. It, Stick in the ground signs. Exactly. I was thinking of getting Denver. some of those because there's a walking path where I live that's like a really uh -huh. great place for me to set up. But I'll set up some signs just, you know, maybe, you know, 10, 20 yards ahead, out ahead of me just to give some indication of what they're about to walk into. So <laughs> we'll see if that oh, works. That's a good idea. Thanks. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, this is print sells cheap enough. I'll get them. Yeah. One thing that's nice, I found uh, it's a kind of a, a hack. Uh, the, this little retractable sign and even the signs that I had that I just set up on the table are easily blown over. Oh, uh, So I, I found a placemat that had a kind of a, a furry top, like a Velcro top. Uh-huh. And it had a spike, you know, rubber spiky things on the bottom. They're, they're pretty easy to find. That's um, cool. 
just little mat. It was maybe a foot by a foot and a half. And I lay that out there, and I put the other kind of Velcro on the bottom of my signs, the holders, the yeah. sign holders. And then I stick them on there. They do not blow over anymore. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I, I know our topic uh-huh. is about conversation, but stuff like this, like the, the, the uh-huh. detail, technical details of holding conversation with the random strangers and the equipment they, that uh-huh. makes it better, yeah. is what I'm all yeah. about. <laughs> this is me 24-7. Yeah. It's like things that I think about when I'm walking through Walmart. Like I walk through Walmart yeah. and I'll see like folding tables <laughs> and I'm like, oh, these look pretty good. I'll take some pictures of them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, nice angles. Oh, Dutch angles. That's pretty good. I like these <laughs> joints. I wonder how much weight they can hold. Like I see yeah. things differently. Don't get me in a Lowe's. But I would say that yeah. that tablecloth idea is really good. I've been thinking about getting yeah. like a draping cloth for my table just to up the look mm-hmm. a little bit more and maybe something vibrant enough that I can stand out more. Because right now it's just the black yeah. table and you can see your legs underneath. And I hide my um, dolly underneath it. And I think it looks a little distracting. But if it was like a nice, you know, cloth that could like probably uh-huh. be held together with magnets to the table. So that way I don't have to fold it every time. I just throw it on the magnets find where they need to be and they won't blow away because the magnets are holding them in place that would be like yeah. a really nice arts and crafts project but also give me yeah. opportunity to do the same thing where you can like actually velcro sort of things to the table because i tried doing that before in the wind and that's actually really yeah. that actually works so it was, yeah, yeah. no that's great yeah now i did also buy a, a banner from oh, okay. vista print oil cloth banner oh so uh, it hangs really well it's got the grommets in the corners so i can uh, hang that or drape that in front of the table and uh it's a pretty good pretty good size sign i guess it's about three by two and a half something like that mm. so it you know it's got atheist chat no it's uh ask an atheist come sit chat so come I've sit had... chat i love that yeah that's yeah. good and, uh, and then it has a website at the bottom of it. Um, but yeah, I've been meeting quite a few people. I've made some notes about some of the conversations I've had just so that I could remember the people a little bit better. Oh, And nice. also what, what points I may have made or things we talked about. Um, like, for instance, the first one that I recorded this year was a, a, a young lady who had moved to Knoxville from Venezuela. Oh, I know of Venezuela uh, myself. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, but she, but she had moved uh, by way of Poland, if you can imagine, wow. from Venezuela to Poland to Knoxville. Wow. And she says, I said, well, how do you, how are you dealing with the re- the religious and the Bible about here in Knoxville? And she says, oh, it's nothing at all. Compared, <laughs> can't hold a can. It can't hold a candle to Poland. Oh, really? That's interesting. Gonna, yeah. I was about to say I thought to she Venezuela. Was say Venice, yeah. Venezuela. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But no, she said Poland was awful. Isn't it great how you can always like destroy an impression that you held just by talking to someone? Uh-huh. Just by like, talking to people. So yeah. wh- what was the conversation about? Like how to give me the play by play. Oh, that's that's really about it. So we just she was an atheist. You know, she had moved from uh, Venezuela to Poland to Knoxville, saw me sitting there and came over to tell me, you know, that it's way worse and other places than it here is here in Knoxville. Mm. And I said, have, have you lived in the outer counties? Uh. <laughs> she said, no. I said, well, you know, the, it's, it's pretty enlightened here in Knoxville. It's it is. a kind of a liberal college-educated town. It sort of is, uh, yeah. A lot of students and a lot of education going on. Giant gay support um, parades, all sorts of stuff. Right. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's, a, 
it's way more welcoming and opening than you, a lot of, especially in the South. It's the Austin of Tennessee. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm probably right about that. Austin. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, uh, a little later, a guy named uh, David came by. He was a uh, 45-ish. Uh, he, he said he was more of a deist. Hmm. Um, uh, the immensity of the universe and the human mind, he says, dictates that there is a creator. And, you know, there would have to be a supreme being to create it all. And I, I, I of course, disagreed. But I said, I don't have a problem with it, not at all, because you're, as a deist, you, you're not pushing any kind of dogma, mm. any kind of agenda. Mm. You, you don't claim to know what your God wants me to do. Okay. And you don't, you know, that type of thing. And he was all cool with it, and we talked for I don't know half an hour. That is and interesting because uh, if you would, yeah. if you, I've, so how would I put it? If I were to read the the banner, because atheists have a um, how do you put it? Atheists have like that that strong reputation of people who are willing, who are very well, like probably, I would say like this from the atheist perspective. Atheists are known as people who were religious, learned why not to be religious, and are now very eager to explain to other people why they shouldn't be religious if that opportunity arises. And from the religious yeah. perspective, the basic way of saying it is atheists have a reputation for arguing with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? They so, also, they also, yeah. They also have an, uh, a reputation for being angry, mm, which I don't think is deserved. No. But we do we do have reason to be angry. Oh, of course. If we so choose to, to, chose to be. Not only that, but there's a, a, there is a good phase of the angry period once you realize, oh, I've been me. lied to for a really extensive period of my life. But I just wanted to get to the point where it's right. like your, your style of doing SE or your style of talking with people, because, you know, uh -huh. it's any way you want to call it, uh, is a lot more conversational even though people who might talk to you might be mm -hmm. anticipating, oh, here comes an atheist. All right, here comes the arguments. Let me get my stuff ready. But you have a style where you don't really um, make people feel ill at ease or uh, conf confrontational uh, or make them defensive. Yeah, I try to just make it conversational, just you know, engage them, talk to them about their ideas and my ideas on their ideas and vice versa. <laughs> it's a give and take of ideas. Uh, I don't push anything down their throat. Mm. I hope to offer new ideas to them mm. that maybe they didn't consider. I would say, I oh, I would say this. If I had a DS that approached me, what I'm always interested in doing is um, attacking the methodology that they have. Rather, and I do it in a really, uh, I, I hope to say, casual and, and positive vibe sort of a manner. Friendly. But if friendly some, way. Yeah, friendly yeah. way. But if someone said, hey, um, I'm a deist because there's just no way that I can interpret the universe unless if a creator made it, I would ask them how they figured that out. And then they would give me a reason, and then we'd try to investigate if that reason was reliable yeah. or not. Um, yeah. Well, this, this guy said that it was because of the complexity. Oh, I so love the complexity argument. <laughs> Yeah. My atheist brain is like, I'm triggered. Let's go. I know I know how to take that down. No, go, go for it. Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm sure the, the listeners might be in, uh, in so I, I mix questioning in, about that. Yeah, I mix go in ahead. a lot of counter-apologetics into my um, conversational style. But uh, if someone gave me the complexity argument, I would then ask them just to confirm, like, is complexity the reason why you're so confident? And is it because the universe appears so complex that you think there's, like, a really great design behind it? And then I'd throw out something that's like, so 
imagine if I had two different kinds of light bulbs, right? Like if I had one light bulb that took uh, one screw into a hole to light up, or if I had another light bulb that took, you know, 30,000 different steps to screw into a hole and then make the same amount of light. Really complex. Yeah. Which light bulb yeah. would you say was better designed? And then people almost immediately just say, well, it's the first one that, you know, had one step. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. It seems like simplicity is the hallmark of good design. And they would be like, yeah, I get mm -hmm. that. So, like, and then I say, why would we point to something that's really complex and, and, and hold that to, like, a high standard of what design should be or, like, that's proof of a great designer right. if we know that we go away from complexity and appreciate simplicity in our design? Why is it about right. complexity that you find a, as a, a good evidence for a grand designer when we, mm -hmm. I can point to things that could be much more simpler than they are right now? <laughs> and it gives them thinking. Uh, and have you uh, received any good or any kind of feedback on that at all? Oh yeah, about when. Oh when yeah, you asked them that? it's great because um, the more. So what I say is, the more you can make them rely on that as their main answer, or the more you can enlighten, I highlight that they're actually resting a lot of confidence on that position. When you throw that yeah. example out at them, they'll immediately do one of two things. One, they'll be like, okay, you're right. Maybe it's not the complexity. And then they just start thinking. And I had a conversation with a guy named Aaron. He's on my YouTube channel. He's wearing a green shirt. It was during my college when I went to uh, uh, University of Kentucky. I threw that out at him, and it was great because it was like a four-minute period of where he's just like, oh, man, now I don't know where to go. <laughs> and by the end of the conversation, he admitted that, like, no, I don't have a good reason to believe in this God anymore. It was really, really great. But I also had this same example with the pastor who, once he realized the complexity argument's not good, just dropped that completely and went to a completely different argument, which is the argument really? for design. And he's, yes. Which is a very well, similar argument. Do you have yeah. you heard of that? Well, it's just almost the same, except that you're not throwing complexity in it. Exactly. Um, you know, design is all about uh, com complex design versus design. So right. Anyway, and the, and the question would be, how do you recognize a design? Like, what are you using compared, or what are you comparing a design to to something that's not designed? If you do, if I, I'll I'll say it simply. Right. If you know what something that's not designed looks like, then you can say something is designed because you have something a frame of reference to compare it to. But if you're saying the mm -hmm. entire universe is designed. What are you comparing that against? What's an example of right. something that's not designed? Do you have a frame of reference to make a claim that anything's designed? And that's when they get stumped on that too. I'm not about stumping yeah. people though, but it is a good thing to, for people to think about because I'm well, open. You're all about getting them to think. Right. Yeah. A lot of different ways. Now, I get a lot that. of I get a lot of atheists at my uh, table because since I'm an atheist table, I, they see it and they come on over and they talk for a little bit generally. Yeah. Uh, I had one, one lady come by yesterday. I was wearing my atheist hat and <laughs> sitting at an atheist table. And the only thing she said as she went by is, I like your hat. And I, <laughs> I wanted to stop her and tell her about the clubs. Because whenever an atheist comes to the table, I always tell them, I give them a card, tell them about the websites and the club and the TV show and the radio show. Yeah. Because not a lot of people hear about them outside of the, the you know the communications that we've set up in the club uh facebook emails that type of thing what i love so uh, i try to make sure that everybody walks away from the table knowing about that anyway i i love how you're still running into atheists you've never met who've never met you who've never heard of you and and still have an opportunity to hear about the show like for as many people as there are in the atheists of society of knoxville there is uh -huh. still a wealth of people who are like really interested about atheism 
uh, willing to talk to you publicly and lo just looking for like maybe outlets like that or like, hey, I didn't even know we had these kinds of things. That's great. Keep doing what you're doing. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving along. In April 17th, I met a guy named JR at the jogging park. I think that was at uh, Victor Ash Park. Uh, he was a skeptical man who had never talked to an atheist before. Okay. And I was his first. Really? Uh, he said I doubt was, that. He was glad. Well, maybe the first. He said he was glad to have. Yeah. Well, no, I think that he he said he'd never mentioned he never met an atheist before. But of course, we know that's wrong yeah. because he meets a lot of people in his daily life, whether they speak up about exactly. it or not. Exactly. And and he he talked to me for forty five minutes. Wow. And he had a he had a pit bull with him, which I got to pet. He was very friendly. Oh, uh, that's great. But yeah, yeah. But it was it was very nice to be able to cover all the different topics that he was curious about, but never had an atheist to talk to before. So what'd you talk about? Oh, you name it. We talked about evolution and uh, the universe and complexity and origins. And just all kinds of stuff. He can talk about a lot of things in 45 minutes. True. And he did. We could have made a show out of it if we had been <laughs> recording. Did you ever hear from him again? Do you ever have a chance to, have you ever ch had a chance to talk with someone you've already spoken with before in the past? Uh, well, they have a chance to contact me because I give them the information about the websites and stuff. Hmm. And if they go to the website, they can find my email and send me an email. But we hardly ever exchange uh phone numbers or emails or anything like that. Uh, basically, I don't want to offer because it may put them on a spot. But if they offer, I'm happy to, to give them my information. Nice. Okay. Um, see, uh, Crooch Park, which is downtown where that little stream is next to Market Square, uh, right smack downtown about a block off of Gay Street. Uh, this woman started off by asking what an atheist was and she, I mean she walked up to the table not knowing what it was and I, I'm always kind of a little bit afraid because they have probably never met anybody who said that God wasn't real or may not believe in God. What's funny about her was after I told her she, she kept she blinked a few times and looked at me and said but God is real. And I said, well, I don't believe it. And, you know, and I, I started to explain, but she said, but he is real. And, you know, it went, it didn't go downhill. It just went consistently from there, you know, mm. I'd say. And, uh, and then she walked away. I mean, after a little bit, she walked away and she said, you know, kept saying, the Bible is real. And I said, I don't believe it. The Bible is real, though. I don't believe it. <laughs> it just, the conversation just kind of trailed off as she walked away. Um, but during the conversation, she said uh, she literally couldn't understand the Adam and Eve right and wrong conundrum. Uh, you know, I took a little time to explain to her, you know, how um, how could Adam and Eve be responsible for eating the the fruit when the fruit literally contained the uh, the concept of right and wrong. Right, I understand that. I mean, yeah, I mean, God told them not to eat it. So obedience to God is right, and disobedience to God is wrong. But they wouldn't have known right from wrong until they ate the apple. And she she blinked at me a few times and just couldn't get it. She says, "But God told them not to." Yeah, exactly. That's because <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where it's like 
I agree with you 10,000%, Larry, that like that story yeah. makes no sense and it's obviously a, a paradise yeah. with trapdoors in it isn't really a paradise. And right. so like God's basically punishing people who don't have the capabilities of knowing what the rules yeah. that are even place are. And yeah. it's like punishing a 1-year-old. But you know, as no. far as convincing him why that's wrong, make making highlighting that part of the story won't be the mm -hmm. the easiest path forward. Was she religious, yeah. you said? Oh yeah, yeah. Then I'd just be like, uh, how would you? How what would be a better way for you to explain someone a rule that they may not necessarily understand? Would you just say, hey, don't do this rule, and they don't have an understanding for it? What would be a better way of explaining that rule? Rather well, than, they, would you teach I, them I wrong know. or right? I mean, first? they wouldn't understand the word "don't." Yeah, like you, know, you would if, teach them that if, first, right? And then from yeah. there, be like, okay, and now that we know what right and wrong is, or what don't do what I don't yeah. not listen to me <laughs> means. Here are these yeah. true. Here's these fruit on the tree. Don't eat these. We all understand that, right? Great. Now that we're all yeah. understanding, I'm going to leave you alone here. Like, wouldn't yeah. that be a better system? Like, mm -hmm. you can you can attack yeah. that methodology. It's hard a to, bit. Yeah, it's hard to get through. And hard, we do need a different uh, approach. Yeah. One thing that she said that kind of concerned me, and I, I know it happens a lot, um, but I asked her to think about it. Was that at one point I said I don't believe in God. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, there's not enough evidence for me. And I, she said, well, that makes me mad. And no. I said, what? Me not believing? She said, yeah. And I told her, I said, well, you should probably explore that feeling and find out why. Because simply somebody not not agreeing with your worldview, it shouldn't make you mad. I mean, right. if, if it makes you mad enough to take. Um, action, then that's you know why some wars start. So I I brought this up before, but like people really closely identify with the conclusions, and if her conclusion is that a god exists, she's so personally identified with that conclusion that people who don't share that same conclusion personally offend her, and that's exactly right. why I'm saying like that's that is a perfect story for explaining why someone's really closely attached with their conclusion it's like hey yeah i believe this thing and if you don't i'm i'm going to be mad like <laughs> why because right. right. if you said you like carrots and i and someone else doesn't why does that affect you in any way if you said yeah. you had a friend named janie who's from switzerland and someone didn't believe that who cares that's a person who's missing out on talking yeah. to your friend that shouldn't affect yeah, how goes, you feel it goes a little farther than that though if i had been a muslim and told her I didn't believe in her God, or even a Hindu, and told her I didn't believe in her God, she wouldn't have got mad, I don't think. Hmm. Well, but it's the both fact Judaic that gods, I didn't right? believe in any God, hmm. you know, that made her mad. Hmm. So, but I don't know, I, I told her to explore it a little bit. Who I, knows if she ever will. I, did, I will throw this out, and I brought this up when we were doing our um, workshop in Nashville. When people compare religions, like, I feel like Christianity benefits from making the next popular religion at least in the western world being muslim because they're both judaic gods and they both basically use the same template for the books that they base their holy books on and like uh -huh. if you if you say hey western society the only main religions are jewish christianity and muslim they're all quasi telling the same story because they're all talking about the Judaic gods, yeah. Judaic principles, and yeah. it's to their benefit to do that. But if you got someone from like Shinto or like Buddhist areas from like, uh, or like uh, who believed the Bhagavad Gita and believed in Shiva and Vishnu, uh -huh. you bring those into the Western society, people have no idea how to deal with that. And there's probably a right. combined effort. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm just saying there's a benefit for Christianity to make it such that 
the immediate comparison of Christianity is another Judaic religion because it makes other things more obscure and, and continues right. to cement the idea that, no, this is the right story. It's just some people have it slightly wrong. And that's why right. Mormonism, Jehovah Witnesses, Baptists, Protestants, mm -hmm. Catholics, they all have that same foundation. And it, it makes people feel good because it just seems like, oh, well, they're slightly wrong. My side has it better. My West Side, Third Street. Sure. Northside Baptist Church has the right story, right. and everyone else has the slightly wrong one. But we're all basically yeah. believing the same God. That's the benefit. Yeah, yeah. That's why she doesn't get upset yeah. if she says she were a Muslim. I guess so. Uh, but there's one thing that uh, all of those things have in common is a belief in a soul and a place to go after you die. Uh, there are many religions, Eastern religions, that don't even have that. You got Shintoism, Taoism, uh, uh, Confucianism. Buddhism even. Uh, Buddhism may have reincarnation, but it's still life on this world. They mm. don't they don't have a soul that goes off somewhere and stays forever. Dude, I know so, you want to talk about souls. <laughs> we can totally get into this conversation, but yeah, we're getting close to the yeah. bottom of the show. How about yeah, we break we for need some to take music? A break. I got sure. guess who I have up here? I have Steve Martin's uh, Atheists Don't Have No Songs coming up. Oh. On this okay. break. And now, ladies and gentlemen, okay. performing a song from their new album, a Rare Bird Alert. Here are Steve Martin and the cool. Steep Canyon Rangers, gentlemen. Thank you. You know, religious people have such beautiful music and art, and atheists really have nothing. <laughs> Until now. This is the entire atheist hymnal right here. A little song called, Atheists Don't Have No Songs. Christians have, Christians have their hymns and pages. Hymns and pages. Havanagilas for the Jews. For the Jews. Baptists have the rock of ages. Rock of ages. Atheists just sing the blues. Romantics play, Romantics play Claire, de Lune. Claire de Lune, born again, sing he is risen, but no one ever wrote a tune, wrote a tune, for godless existentialism, for atheists, there's no good news, they'll never sing a song of faith. In their songs, they have a rule. The he is always lowercase. The he is always lowercase. Some folks sing. Some folks sing a Bach and Tata. Bach and Tata. Lutherans get Christmas trees. Atheist songs add up to nada. Up to nada. But they do. Have Sundays free. Have Sundays free. Pentecostals sing. Pentecostals sing. They sing to heaven. Sing to heaven. Gothics had the book of scrolls. Numerologists count. Numerologists count. count to seven. Count to seven. Atheists have rock and roll. For atheists, there's no good news. They'll never sing a song of faith. In their songs, they have a rule. The he is always lowercase. The he is always lowercase. Atheist. Atheist. Don't have no songs. Christians have. 
Hymns and pages, hymns and pages, for the Jews, for the Jews, have the rock of ages, rock of ages, atheists just sing the blues, Catholics dress up for mass and listen to Gregorian chants, atheists just take a pass, watch football in their underpants, watch football in their underpants. Atheist. Atheist. Don't have no songs. Don't have no songs. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Beautiful job. Mr. Martin, always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Steve Martin and the Steep Canyon Rangers.
Exo 103.9 LPFM in Knoxville, Tennessee. Feel free to join in on the conversation at 865-333-5937. That's 865-333-5937. And now, back to the show. Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Welcome back. I'm Dodder Five, and this is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LP FM Live right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is May 4th, and if it's not, then you're listening to a rebroadcast of the show and should not be calling in. Okay, let's now talk about the free thought groups that you can join right here in Knoxville. First, there's the Atheist Society of Knoxville. Founded in 2002, we're in our 17th year now. ASK now has 930 members, and you can find us online at knoxvilleatheists.org, or you can Google Knoxville Atheists, and you'll find us. We also have a meetup. Uh, search for Knoxville Atheists on Meetup. It's just that simple. Also, you can join ASK in person at our weekly meetup, which happens every Tuesday evening at Barley's Taproom and Pizzeria in Knoxville's Old City where we get together for food, drink, and conversation. By the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you can still go to Meetup and do a search for an atheist group in your town. Don't find one? Start one. Another large free-thinking group here in Knoxville are the Rationalists of East Tennessee. They've been around for more than 20 years. RET has bi-weekly presentations and discussions on the Pellissippi State Campus near Hardin Valley Road. They meet the first and third Sundays in the Goins Administration Building Cafeteria Annex. And if that's too much to remember, just go to rationalist.org and click on Upcoming Events. There's also the Sunday Assembly, which started in England just a couple of years ago and has spread around the world. It's a no-God church setting for those who no longer believe in God, but still have a feeling for a fellowship of church-type gathering. Uh, and they only meet once a month, though, on the fourth Sunday in Knoxville. In the old World's Fair site, look for the International Building. It'll start around 10.30. Earlier in the show, we said we'd talk about the Knoxville Atheist Call-In TV show. Well, it's called Free Thought Forum, and you can see it almost every Wednesday between 6.30 and 7.30 in Comcast Channel 12 and Charter Channel 192, or you can watch it streaming online at CTV Knox. Org. You can also find archive of some of their shows on YouTube where a fan has been posting them. Just go to YouTube and search for three words, Free Thought Forum Knoxville. Also, if you're interested in getting involved in the TV or the radio show, just come to an Ask Meetup or RET meeting and talk to us about it. You could be our next co-host or guest. And we're back and ready to start picking up our uh, topic again. Nice. Are you with me there, Wombat? I'm always here. Let's go. It's the Wombat. All right. Um, the next conversation I had was with a, a lady, Crystal, uh, in Victor Ash Park. She roller skated over and sat down, and we talked for about 10 minutes. She was said she was more of a spiritualist and didn't really believe in a God, but more had a, more in a all-pervasive spirit hmm. I congratulated her also on her lack of dogma and when she got up she came over and said do you mind if I give you a hug I said sure and we hugged and she took off on her roller skates uh, Victor Ash Park uh, 
I talked to a, a lady that I'd seen there several times. I, I believe she was homeless. Don't really know for sure. Hmm. But uh, she, we we talked for like a half an hour or more and discussed many things like evolution, science, beginning of the universe. Um, it was just a, a pleasant uh, half an hour in a sunny day, and uh, I'll probably see her there again. Hey, let she me ask asked you. about about the books I had and I talked a little bit about that go ahead have you ever talked to I'm, I'm wondering real quick like do you ever wonder when you're talking to someone who sees you as an atheist who's much younger than you like if that brings up the idea of like um foxhole atheist do you have you heard of that term before yeah sure um I've talked to several people that were much younger than me yeah um I'd like to talk. I'll just skip ahead to one of them now. Okay. Okay. Uh, there were there were three ladies. They I guess they were, uh, you'd call them young girls. They were in college or after college. They said they were old enough to drink, but uh, they came over, looked at my material while I was talking to somebody else, mm. wandered off, and then after a while they came back and they sat down and we talked for about forty five minutes, uh, just about religion. I mean, I think they're all in the same church, um, but they, they had some very good questions about the religion itself, and I, I gave them the atheist perspective on it, and I think they went away uh, with with some new Im information to, to chew on, I hope, sure. and maybe they'll, they'll come back. It was my impression that one of them joined the next morning, joined ASK. Oh, which was that's cool. cool. That's cool. Yeah, of course, that Anybody that comes by, I always tell them about the meetups. So I'm hoping that she may come by and and have dinner with us at our usual meetup on Tuesdays. See, what I always wonder is that when people see, hear, or think of what an atheist looks like, they think of someone who maybe just started, maybe college or just got out. But it's think of it as like a phase where it's like, well, he's uh -huh. just upset. He's learning how the world sure. works. He's overwhelmed. He needs to feel like he's in control. And then over time, he's going to rediscover God. And by the time he gets like towards his more wisdom years, he's going to be like mm -hmm. back in the religious fold again. Because when you go to church, yeah. all you see is mostly old people. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> right? Right? And I would all say, right. hey, right. you know, what if I'm walking down the sidewalk and I see someone like Larry, Larry, I'm going to be honest with you. you your spring years are <laughs> past you. <laughs> and so if I saw no, someone, say it ain't so. <laughs> if I saw someone like you, I'd be like, what? He's an atheist. He must have figured something out. Or maybe this is my opportunity to help him do his late transition yeah. or something like that. But it makes you think because it's like, oh, here's this person who's, who's you know, older and yeah. still an atheist. Like, what's going on here? Maybe yeah. he, maybe my idea of what atheism looks like is different. And yeah. that's why I think... Yeah, what gets me is you see people like Ken Ham. Uh, they'll get on campus and they'll ha interview people, and about the only people they ever interview in public are atheists that they found on campus. Hmm. And I think it, they do that because these are young people who oh, yeah. have not really had years of experience, you know, in reading and and educating themselves on the sop on the topic, hmm. and uh, they they're not really ready to defend their views yet. Uh, and he, he pounces on them. Yeah. yeah, he pounces on them with these predefined scripts that right. he makes them follow until they get to the conclusion. Uh, and they're all bad. Uh, that, yeah, they're yeah. all so bad. Uh, well, have you ever told a lie? Well, that makes you a liar. That makes you a sinner. Therefore, God. Right. Exactly. And you need forgiveness for your sins, dude. Let me tell you something. When I so before sure. I even tried straight up epistemology, before when I just moved to uh, Knoxville, before I even called mm -hmm. or joined your meetup group, 
I'm in Knoxville. I'm sorry. I was in Knoxville and I and I saw that on TV there was a Christian TV show like that was just before your <laughs> atheist show, right? And I'm like, uh-huh. okay, let me just call and see if I can talk to these guys. And I did. And the guys wanted to talk to me after the show because uh, they didn't have time to hold my call. But basically, I'm asking them, like, why should I believe? Because I don't know if I have a good reason to. And they say, well, have you ever sinned? I'm like, I don't even have an idea of I don't even respect the idea of sin. So, like, it makes no sense for me to even, like, uh, Mm. give you an honest answer for that. But, like, I can tell you right now, I don't think sin's an actual thing, so I probably didn't sin on my book. And they're like, well, you have to believe in sin in order to believe in God. I'm like, yeah, but, like, if I don't even think sin's a thing, give me a good reason for why sins exist. It's just so... Sorry. The sin is theoretically a trespass against God. Right. If God doesn't exist, then there's no such thing as sin. You know, the whole thing collapses. Right. Now, you can do harm. You can do harm to one. Oh, yeah. I told him that. Yeah. We certainly uh, have good reason not to do that. Not a fan of it, But as far as, you know, as far as sinning, no, sin is a, what is it, a disease that is sold to you by the church so that they could then sell you the cure. Right. It's something you have to already believe in God to believe in. And so if you right. don't believe in God, then the concept of sin completely falls apart. So when I'm asking for a good reason to believe in God and he asked me, well, have you sinned? It already begs the question of whether or not a God exists. And what I'm asking for is justification to believe. And he couldn't sure. give it to me. And I was really frustrated that the guy who's on TV trying to proselytize a, uh, his his religion to people and and, mm-hmm. and be a voice of guidance for people has these really terrible arguments that he refuses on his own right to even recognize that these are really bad justifications to believe. Uh-huh. And that's when I, yeah. I was like, okay, there must be an atheist group somewhere in Knoxville because <laughs> I'm tired uh-huh. of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be. Yeah. So I, to be. I go to Meetup and I type in atheists and I'm like, I need atheists. I want atheists. I don't want anything else. Give me the A word. And I found your group. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let's go do this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I started the group because yeah. uh, the other the other group wouldn't use the word. Womp. Uh You wanted to talk about goals later on in the show. Is that, are we at that point? Uh, let's see. We are coasting at about forty eight minutes into this hour long show. You're listening to Wozo mm-hmm. Radio one hundred three point nine. I'd say at around five more minutes, we'll get into the goals talk. Okay. But. How about this? Why don't you okay. give me the most contentious talk that you've had? Because it's all been sunshine and rainbows so far. You've been getting hugs. You've been talking. <laughs> you've been t- petting dogs. Well, uh, been... <laughs> I think it, <laughs> it's been great. I think I already. I think I already did. I talked about that woman who uh, didn't know what an atheist was, and when I told her, you know, she was saying, "But God is real," mm. and you know, and I mean, there was absolutely no headway in either direction during that conversation. It was just one claim after another and me saying I don't believe it and right. I don't see any evidence and you know I don't have any uh, reason to go ahead and, and buy that concept you know but no I was I mean she came in with a view and she left with a view and I had my views so right can I throw something just, out and sure. and this is only in the interest of all of us getting better at this and I think everyone can uh-huh. and what I'm throwing out isn't necessarily going to work but it would just be another approach and the way I think about it is it's another option that you could use in the future. And it's always good to have options. And so uh-huh. I've, I've, I've said this uh, a couple of times before, but you got to like target what you're going to question. And for me, there's three key targets. You can target the person, you can target the methodology that they use, 
or you can target the mm -hmm. conclusion. And the methodology yeah. is that thing in the middle that ties the person to their conclusion. And what tends to be the yeah. case are people are so closely identified with their conclusions that they become one and the same thing. It's like this amorphous blob yeah. where if you question their conclusions yeah. that they have, like God doesn't exist, they take that person and like, oh, how dare you? You offended me. Like you told me she right. got angry when you said you didn't believe in her God. That's, yeah. that's an yeah. indication that she's so closely identified with it. There's so much ego invested there yeah. that you can't yeah. separate them and you can't target either the person or the conclusion without getting a closed up argumentative response. Right. But that methodology, yeah. that methodology, mm -hmm. that through line that connects the two is like, yeah. it has comparatively so much less ego in involved there. And you don't have to end the conversation with her completely changing her mind, but you could practice on targeting that method that she's using and just determining with an open mind, is that actually reliable or not? Because if she does have a reliable method, you'd want to know it. And that sort of mm -hmm. open-mindedness will be reflected mm -hmm. in her when she, yeah. you are asking questions about it to where she, if she yeah. realizes she doesn't have a good methodology to arrive at her conclusion, there's nothing connecting her to her conclusion anymore, aside from yeah. either a better method or nothing at all. And she will have to drop her conclusion or reduce her confidence in that conclusion as a result. It's Yeah. The one thing I wish I brought up is how she became a uh, Christian. Because a lot of people don't think about it. They think they, you know, I'm a Christian because I believe in Jesus. And then sure. they never realize or think about the fact that they're a Christian, really, because they were born into a Christian household. Yeah, that's a great and question. And they were indoctrinated at an early age. How did and you ask her that, you know, if she was born in uh, Sudan or uh, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> you know, what her religion might be. Yeah. But I, I didn't. I mean, it was... It really wasn't much room for, from the time that she came there and asked what an atheist was until she left uh, for much methodology there. Mm. Anyway, uh, I get so many visitors. Uh, I'd say that 90, 75 to 90 percent of them are already atheists, and mm. they come over. Like one guy came yesterday to shake my hand and thank me for quote fighting the good fight, Aww. and of course I love I love that because I get to tell them about the club and the TV and radio shows, sure, and uh, and the meetup. You get to drive those numbers up. You get to drive those numbers up. We're going for a thousand. Uh, hey, let me ask yeah. you a question. When you go out, what's your goal? Yeah, um, outreach to atheists and free thinkers in our area. That's good. Uh, to advertise the group. In other words, uh, they may not know about the group. They may not have Googled atheists in Knoxville like you have. Right. Uh, they certainly, and even if they knew about the group, they may not know about the TV show or radio show. Hmm. So I tell them about all that stuff. Uh, I tell them about our weekly meetup. And even if they heard of the group, they may not know about the meetup. And I tell them, you know, it's downtown. You know, you're downtown now, so yeah. it's not too far away. And that meetup, Every Tuesday, is, no. that meetup is really great. You meet so many different mm -hmm. people. It's always a really awesome atmosphere. You can sit down with anybody and guarantee yourself to have a great conversation with people. It's mm -hmm. not strictly all atheists either. Sometimes you get kind of different people who join in. But everyone is there to have a good time. The food's good. The atmosphere's good. Uh, sometimes there's yeah. even live music. It's just a wonderful place to be on a Tuesday. Uh, sure. Evening, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday evening, about happy hour. Yeah. Although you don't have to drink, it's a restaurant. You can bring your kids. Yeah. A matter of fact, we have one family that brings their kids all the time. And uh, it's, it's a great uh, gathering. Another reason, another goal uh, I have for doing these 
atheist tables is to show an example of what an atheist looks like. There you go. That we're not we're not red. We don't have horns and tails. We're not possessed. We don't wear fedoras. You know, we we're friendly. <laughs> we we well sometimes in the winter <laughs> I did wear fedoras. <laughs> okay. But uh, I mean, they to give them an opportunity to interact with an atheist. Yeah. And see that we're not we're not going to bite their head off. Right. Also, uh, to give the atheist position on God and religion, because most of the people get their information about atheists from through theists. their preacher, yeah. yep. from other Christians. Yep. They may or may not get an accurate view of what an atheist is or what they believe or what their reasons for not believing so are. let's set the record straight then right now. If I come to your table, I'm like, so you're an atheist. What's that about? What's an atheist? Yeah. I'd say, you know, it's a person who doesn't believe in God because there's insufficient evidence uh, to to show that it's real. Hmm. And and say, you know, the reasons given to me throughout my life, and I've been an atheist since I was 23, uh, the reasons given to me for belief have not been uh, worthy of belief. Um, hmm. You know, look at the complexity, look at the trees, look at the sky. Um, That's you not know, you, you're born in sin. You know the Bible. Yeah, not uh, enough. That yeah, those things don't hold up. And if they want to talk further about it, then of course we can. And the main reason why is because there are people from other competing religions who say the same thing, and they can't all but, be correct. So right. someone needs to come up with better evidence on the table. Because right now, I'm not saying your God doesn't exist. I'm not making that knowledge claim. I'm just saying right. you haven't convinced me that you're right. So go out there and look up some stuff and, and come back and, and give me some better evidence than just my book said this or I had a feeling sure, about we can, this. Sure, we can have a conversation. Yeah, because we, we think can, that... Uh... How would I put it? I think atheists as well, probably even more so than theists, hold the question of is there or is there not a God to an even higher standard? Because we really do... We really just have a high standard of evidence to try to see if... How do I put this? We care about whether or not a God does exist or doesn't exist. We just have a high enough standard to wait until we have good enough evidence to come to yeah. that conclusion. Right. And that's all we're asking and, for, uh, for theists too. Right. And another thing that religious people don't understand is that we are accosted by every religion. <laughs> you know, that's true. I, I had a Jewish man come by uh, yesterday and say that he was he, he his whole family was atheist, but he still believed. And we talked about it, and we talked about uh, the atheist group that we had, and told him about the meetup. He could come by and question any of us, you know, about our reasons. But that, uh, you know, there's every every different atheist took a different route hmm. to get to where he is. Hmm. But we agree on the destination, and we all have pretty good reasons for it. And if he was wanting to come by and, and explore those, he could. Right. All right, we are heading out into the last couple of minutes of the show. I'd say, mm -hmm. as a summary, um, going out and having conversations with people is a great thing to do. It's a great way to show your visibility with other people. But more importantly, mm -hmm. I love the idea of someone who's you know visibly outspoken as an atheist just being out in the public and willing to have positive conversations with people because I feel like that's the most positive form of advertisement of atheism that people will 
hold with them. Because if I walk by your table and you look like a mean person who's angry, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that, <laughs> that fits the mold. But if you're having like yeah. a pleasant chat uh, with someone and I walk past your table and I'm like, huh, that guy's just having a nice chat. I don't want to talk to him, but I am now keeping that in my head of like, I saw an atheist yesterday. It was like, Oh, what was he doing? It's like just having a really nice chat with a nice lady. He was petting their dog and, <laughs> and hugging people and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, huh? It's not going to be enough maybe that convinces me that atheism is the better position, but I would say this. I don't think atheists are what my pastor tells me they are anymore. Right. <laughs> and now right. I'm like, when he says all atheists are really bad and they're all going to hell, I was like, what about that nice guy who's having nice conversations with people in the park? Is he going to hell too? I want to think about this a little bit more. I feel like it adds straws to a, a pile and eventually one will um, offset the balance to make people start critically thinking sure. a bit more. That's worthwhile. Right. All right, what's your well, final words? It's about the end of the show. Yes, uh, just say, don't worry about hell. Everybody's going to somebody else's hell. I'm worried about it is when they prove that hell's heavens and souls are real. And in 2,000 years, they haven't. Hope to see you next week. This is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour, and we're off. Nice. Goodbye. Bye. Knoxville.